Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of A Little Breathing Space. This is a show where we talk about mindful ways that you can live your life well. There are some really difficult choices we sometimes have to make in our lives around divorce, parenting or career changes. There's certainly ones that I know very well and I know many of you out there. And this is why I'm so delighted today to have my guest, Taryn Laxo. She's a life coach from just outside Seattle, Washington in the States. And I love that one of her things that she works with is unlocking your full potential with grace, gratitude, and self-love. And I know she works with people who are encountering difficult choices in their life around areas like divorce and parenting and career changes. Taryn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Clarissa. I'm so delighted that you're here and that, you know, you came to me through a connection that we both have in Devorah. Yes, and a beautiful soul, Devorah is. She is indeed. She's been here on this show talking about all the wonderful work she does. And, and I'm so delighted that you and I were able to connect and that you can come on and talk about your great work and and maybe also about your own journey and maybe that's a great place to start Taryn tell me about your journey from being someone who studied psychology and women's studies to now being a CTI coactive coach and working with a whole range of people I'm sure yeah um so you know Everybody, you know, hopes to have a journey that goes from line A to Z in a straight line and you just know exactly where you're going. And I think for the most part, most of us um, who've had a transformation journey recognizes it's actually a lot of zigzagging and sometimes backwards and then around again. And then you then you finally get to a place where it's like, okay, this feels good. And then you take another trip around the sun and it changes again. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's kind of been my story is like I did psychology but I didn't really know what to do with it and I was young and I took the first job that it offered me and which was um, not in accounting or sorry it was in accounting and not in psychology because that was a friend of a friend said hey I've got a job here so it was the 90s you took anything you could get Um, (laughs) (laughs) and that led me to like a whole like series of um, software implementations for human resources and I did that. I've been doing that currently balancing um, a full-time job at a a telecommunication company in the Seattle area, um, implementing software to make sure our company is running smoothly for our employees. And in that journey, um, when I came to that company, it um, it was also the beginning of the end of my relationship with my husband at the time. It was a recognition I was finally earning um, a salary that gave me confidence that I could do something on my own. And um, we made, we made some, a tough decision that it was not, um, the relationship wasn't working for us. I mean, we did the counseling um, and grateful for that. um, But we recognized, or I should say, I truly recognized that this relationship wasn't working for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was the first time I truly recognized I had choice and that I could start looking at my needs versus somebody else's needs. And I had a dear friend at the time, um, we went to lunch and I was sharing a story about, you know, what he wanted from the whole process. And she just looked me straight in the eyes and said, Taryn, what do you want? 
powerful question, right? Very powerful question. And one we often don't stop and ask ourselves, is it? Yeah. And it's like, I have a choice here. It was like this huge light bulb went off for me. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what I want yet. I do. I know what I've had isn't working for me and I want something different, different for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was, um, a pivotal moment for me. And I, I recognize like, I really want to be free of the control, um, and free to have choice. Yeah. And that, that's a big thing, isn't it? Suddenly to have that recognition that moment where you realize that you you can stand there and say i can go in this direction or that direction and you know not that one is right and the other's wrong but that really that inner knowing that you can choose which so many of us don't have because we get steered down pathways by our families mm -hmm. by our teachers by our friends right and, and end up somewhere we sometimes don't want to be yeah, um, I'll equate it to like sailing. It's like you could, I was going through life without a rudder, without a direction. And I think it was at that moment, I realized I was the captain of my own ship. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what changed then after you realized you had a choice? How did that unfold to you know, becoming um, a life coach? Or? Well, it, it was, uh, it took me a few more years to really recognize life coaching. Um, so I actually went through the process of therapy for several years. Mm -hmm. um, and that got me to a baseline. So when I think of uh, therapy versus coaching, I was in a suffering place. I really didn't know who I was. And so I leveraged a therapist for many years. Um, and she started asking me questions about well, you're really good at this of self-reflection and self-discovery and learning about yourself and understanding other people. She's like, have you thought about being a therapist yourself? And I was like, well, I'm, I, d I don't think I could do the master's of social work. And I didn't really want to do um, coming back in at the bottom of a pay scale and altering my, my financial situation that much. So it didn't really resonate, but she did plant a seed. Um, so the seed was still underground quite a bit. And then um, after a series of relationships, I was um, learning a lot from those failed relationships, um, keeping growing, reading books and all this. Um, I went to a dinner party for a friend's 40th birthday party and I was beating, I had a lot of negative self-talk, but also a stronger voice inside me saying, no, you should go. Um, you don't know what's gonna happen at this dinner party. So I showed up and it was magical because a woman across from me, um, I was listening to some of the questions she was asking and just her energy and presence was just so inviting. Um, I got really curious and um, I'm recognizing the curiosity is leading me um, significant in, significantly in my own life. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Sometimes we have that... Um unexpected unplanned uncount encounter with someone who unlocks something in ourselves i'm sure it's meant to be but it but it is you know both for myself personally and hearing you at they say that Taryn, something i can we, i know many of our listeners also can relate to that when we're at a turning point in our lives and maybe we're open it's mm -hmm. like it's like this catalyst comes in 
That's exactly it. It's like, I'm not sure what was drawing me to that dinner party other than I probably, it felt like a sense of obligation, but there was something stronger drawing me in saying, no, there's something supposed to be here. I didn't have like the knowledge that I do now that that was like my inner leader um, just kind of saying, no, you need to go do this. Something pivotal again is going to happen for you. Exactly. And so that, did that kind of then trigger the life coaching? It did. I, it, it, she and I ended up going and having coffee like um, a week or two later because we just felt a connection. And she told me that she was a life coach and I didn't understand. I'm like, what is a life coach? So I was completely ignorant of this path. And um, and she was a grateful, she, I just so grateful to Stephanie Hardwick. Uh, she was a wonderful mentor. Um, and she just was like, well, here's, here's what you do as a life coach. It's like therapy, but different. And you're helping move, move people forward versus going into their past. I was like, oh, well, that sounds fascinating. So that was still like, I guess that was six years ago. Um, and it took me still another three years. <laughs> to really like really see the signs coming in front of me um I had a lot of um like oh there's no way I could afford this you know just the, the negative self-talk yeah like yeah you're gonna really put yourself above other your, your kids and um spend that kind of money on um training and it just it ended up coming to be because my work uh, my vice president, she had been coactively trained at CPI and she just felt so strongly about it. She um, ended up paying for the first course, like the department paid for the first course for all of us to go through as an wow. organization. She, it, like 50 of us, she got um, trained. Isn't that amazing? That like, is amazing. That is just yeah. Wow, is <laughs> the only words we can really use on that. Yeah, that means she's putting her like um, her reputation on the line with executive leadership, and she was like, "This is so valuable. We all need to be having this common language." So, I was like, "Well, now I've got this gift. I, I need to really move forward with it." So that that changed my course back in. Um, Let's see, that was 2017. Yeah. And so it's been the journey and I um, completed certification this year and I hired my own coach. And I think that was another big um, layer that got revealed for me, like how much I can intentionally plant seeds or, and, and actually sometimes unintentionally, right? You don't know yes. what you're planting. Um, and yet the seeds are timing it like right now I'm in a season of harvesting and it's it's the right time right it's September moving into October next week and you start you know reaping the rewards of everything that you've been planting so it takes time but it's it's beautiful because the garden is quite abundant right now yeah and I think that that's a really interesting thing that it is like planting seeds and I and I'm with you on autumn is a really beautiful time sometimes for us to reflect and to mm -hmm. harvest and, and we talk a lot about January being with the start of the year for me September is often that time of yes. year and and it's it's my birthday month too so it makes sense it's like a rebirth I've done my one uh, journey around the sun and it's it's time to kind of reflect again and say okay what new seeds do I want to start thinking about next year but truly being in the moment and um enjoying the, the harvest right now absolutely and, and I wonder what the other questions I mean now you're working what you're one of your 
key areas you work with is divorce and new relationships. Am I right with that, Taryn? Yeah, and, and, and it's morphing into career, but because we've got working parents and you know, you're showing up at work and you're showing up at home and we seem to have sometimes two identities and that costs a lot of energy when people are showing up differently. Um, and ultimately it's about the kids. That is where my passion is, is the well-being of children. So I want to work with the parents um, through divorce so that children are not negatively impacted by a decision that the parents are deciding to make. Um, and in, in career, you know, if you're just in a toxic work environment, that's going to bleed over into your family life. So how, how can I help and serve my clients to be their best selves so that the ripple effect to their, their spouses, their children, their relationships are just much more healthy and um, intentional. Yeah, and I think today everything is much more meshed together than it might have been, you know, I'm 59 mm -hmm. and growing up, you know, there there was a distinct separation, I think, between work and life, but now everything is much more fluid um, with people bringing work home and, and people working from home and this whole sort of meshing of lives means that everything can impact everything. I mean, it probably did, but it feels like that's been dialed up these days. Right. We, we get the privilege in some of our jobs to be able to work from home. And it's like, you're trying to balance so many things. The balls are all juggling and it's like, well, I don't even know which direction to go. Am I a parent right now? Or am I a co-worker or an employee and sometimes you have to be all at once and true and I think I think that puts a lot of strain on onto families having you know had at one stage worked with a partner who I'm now divorced from and, mm -hmm. and having a partner now who's at home he's not working currently you know we, we our lives are not separate separated from each other in that way so you know I kind of love your perspectives on those those kind of aspects of life yeah 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 and and we have got devices that keep us un constantly connected oh, to so yes. the unplugging so i think that's another part of where i bring to my clients is just a recognition of like what does it look like to unplug from your life and really think about what you want because we often don't give ourselves permissions to actually think about what we want no absolutely not and I, i'm sure that's why there is a lot of strain in, 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 in our lives today and strain in our relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder whether we're not prepared for what relationships are like, you know, and how to build good relationships. I'd love your perspective on that. That's a great question, Clarissa. Um, I, I know I definitely wasn't prepared for a relationship. Um, I almost think like the first relationship and I, and I, don't let he's a he's a good person and I've got two amazing girls with him um it just I was innocent and naive going into marriage when I was in my 20s and right after college so it was you're not given a handbook necessarily to say like here's how to have um conversations difficult conversations um that your needs are um, just as important as your partner's needs um, and that you can be independent yet um, with somebody. Yeah. So all of these key things I had no idea and it, you know taking the therapy and into coaching it's like making choices for yourself doesn't mean you love somebody less. 
No, I know. And I think that sort of that line that we're trying to walk, that's quite, and I think I found that. So I'm glad that you're also saying, Taryn, we don't have a handbook. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our parents' relationships were very different from, from ours. You know, I think people had more distinct roles. Um, yes. You know, yeah. women didn't have, maybe in my mother's generation, certainly, although my parents separated when I was very small, which had very different kind of repercussions mm -hmm. in societally. You know, in 1960s, 70s, UK, it was certainly not the same as 20, 2010, 2020 um, <laughs> world at all. No. <laughs> no, no. But, but still, you know, I, I don't think we have we have that ability. We don't really know when we enter a relationship, how to have those, com and I think that's important, how to have those conversations. So, you know, how do we, how do we begin to have those conversations? Right. And what, and what is the history of your upbringing, as you're saying, that impact your ability to communicate with your partner? I just didn't have any of those tools. Um, and it's a growth process. And it's like you have to shed new skin and want to have it's, it's there's an intentionality of wanting to have a different dialogue going forward. And I spent a few years after the divorce just really trying to find a different dialogue um, with fits and starts with with other other men. And it just it never really resonated. And um, and now I can say I'm in, in a relationship now where it's like the conversations are what really drives the relationship, one another holding space um, and listening, not to be heard, but listening to listen to the other person. Yeah. And I think that that's exactly where I am with my now husband. We only married a few earlier this year actually oh, congratulations <laughs> thank you uh very unexpectedly you know that we oh. got ma we got married we met and it just felt so right but mm -hmm. we're also like in the same path you know we're learning to find new ways to talking and he's the most brutally honest forthright person i've ever met in my life <laughs> he's icelandic and he's lived a long time in california so you get this in silicon valley and i'm going i'm not in silicon valley <laughs> You know, so, so that, but I wish that I had had those kind of conversations in my previous marriage. Yeah. And it, and it almost feels like it's too scary to have them and you can let fear get in the way. And for myself, I was much a pleaser. I needed to please everybody because that's what I felt um, would, um, people would like me if I pleased everybody. Yep. Yep. And, and I'm recognizing. Can't. Yeah. And I'm recognizing now, if I please myself, people like me for who I am. And if somebody doesn't like me, that's actually not my problem. But I mean, yeah, and I think that's some really interesting stuff. But I think also we, as we go through that, there's fear of having those conversations. And then obviously, so when we separate or divorce, how difficult it is. It to... was a scary time, for sure. Hmm. Yeah. And really emotional. And I think how, how can we steer our way through? How would you advise people to sort of navigate the journey? Each, each relationship is different. But if there are children involved, it's particularly important to keep lines of dialogue open. Yeah, navigating the divorce was, um, it was, it was a balance between what our, my needs were and um, what was good for the well-being of my, my daughters. Um, and at times those were definitely in conflict. So, but I also understood that if I followed 
what was true for me, I was showing up in a way of strength and courage um, that my daughters could see as a role model. And um, for me, that was probably the most important thing. Um, and I didn't get it right all the time, for sure. Um, but oh, go ahead. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's what it's like. Yeah. But carry on, Taryn. Yeah. And um, just setting, setting the example and making choices that felt right for me um, really showed strength. Um, to my daughters that you you have choice um, and it, it's still there's times where I need to set boundaries that um, feel very uncomfortable um, but it is really for the bigger um, I'm not sure what the word is that I, I want to bring up but it's like Boundaries, I think, are probably an essential thing when I work with clients who are struggling is what's important to them and why is it important um, and what values are being honored. That, that's probably the essence of it is if you're not in alignment with your values, then you're probably not making choices that are best for you and everyone else around you. And that's probably true in all situations, isn't it, yeah. whether that's work or relationships, whether that's with a partner or, or with your children or your ex-partner. I think that's where when you're not in alignment with your values, you, things go wrong. Yeah, because it's not intentional and you're out of resonance. And then you start getting into a shame spiral or you start getting resentful. And then that starts to spiral into the um, negativity of, of, of your life. If you're, if you're feeling like, oh, I made that choice because it's what somebody else wanted and it goes against my value, it's like it starts kind of eating you up from the inside. And I think that's why, you know, my own personal experience when I, and I'm sure listeners will reflect, you go out there and you, you try to meet someone new and they haven't been through that process. There's a, you often encounter a lot of bitterness and a lot of anger. Yes. Um, whether that's men or women, you know, and I've talked a lot with my partner about this and he says, gosh, some of the women I met there were just so furious with their previous partners that they really weren't in a place to have another relationship at this stage. Exactly. Cause when you are holding on to that anger, but is it, is it anger at the person or sometimes an anger at yourself for having not gone along with what your natural desires are um, and your values and it manifests into anger at others yeah and that's very, destru yeah. very destructive for yeah. everybody and destructive for a future relationship and yeah. maybe one of the reasons why second marriages often fail is because those things haven't been kind of worked through i agree and it's, I, one of the videos i watched was a youtube and is around um are you ready to marry yourself yeah and, and if you can't marry yourself, then can you expect somebody else to really love you and honor you? That's very, very true. I mean, someone, someone said that to me, actually, it was another coach who had been a guest on the show much, much earlier. And, and, mm -hmm. and she said to me, before you're ready to date somebody, date yourself. Mm hmm which is kind of similar, you know, kind of like yeah. she said, go out there and, and, and have dinner for yourself, take yourself out, treat yourself mm -hmm. like you'd like to be treated. Cause she said that way you're going to start to create the energy and attract the person that you want to have in your life. You know, that's, that's perfectly said. And you get to really drill down to what you want. 
So you're, you're being a stronger person within yourself of saying like, oh, this is what I want and, and how I want to be treated. And when you're not being treated that way, it's real clear. It's like right there. Okay, that's not how I want to be treated. This isn't good for me. Exactly. And, and now you're your co-parent. Is that correct, Taryn? Yes. I, yeah, we co-parent together pretty well. Um, and his his new wife too we will often be on three-way text just trying to ensure that the girl's well-being is being taken care of or we have the emails and um a fun story um and that people are a little shocked to hear every once in a while is that um the girls were going on a cruise with their grandparents his parents and um he he didn't he wasn't gonna be able to go and they invited me along because i still get along with them and I was like, yeah, sure. And um, I had an extra room in my berth. Um, the boyfriend I was dating at the time, he wasn't able to go. And so there's extra space. So I invited his girlfriend at the time to be my cabin mate. And um, we actually had a really great time because the girls were with the grandparents and we're on this Disney cruise in Florida. And the, the folks there on the cruise were like, wait a second. The dad's not here, but you two are together. Um, and we're like, yeah, I mean, there's no reason to be um, enemies because you're with somebody else's ex-partner. There's, you know, we're all there for the bigger game of the, the girls and we actually enjoy each other's company. That's so great. I mean, I've certainly met my, my, my partner's wife. We've had lunch together. Um, and she's lovely. She's saying, let's all have a nice family, like extended blended family meal. And you bring your son and they've got two sons together as well. And, and that's just so nice, you know, that we can be adults. We don't have to be best friends or anything, but we can be, you know, open and converse and be pleasant and friendly with each other. Yeah. It's, it's, as long as you can get out of the, um, it, it, it does require for myself, I know, at times, it required me to be like, well, if I'm feeling um, envious or resentful, it's like a deep self-awareness of what it was in my own life, but it's not a reflection of them. They all get to live their lives. I get to live my life, but it's also very informative when those feelings of like, mm, this doesn't feel right. It's, but it's that separation. And I, I believe that's been a very hard journey for myself to learn in all this, but it's allowed us to have a different relationship and co-parenting that the girls are not ever having to choose. And that's very important that they never have to choose. And I, and I think that that is very hard for children to feel that they have to choose and, and creates a lot of issues in older, in greater life for them. And mm -hmm. I see that with my two previous stepchildren, how, mm -hmm. um, very difficult they find relationships and they both had a lot of issues because there was a lot of conflict between my first husband and his ex-wife severe conflict and mm -hmm. lots of really bad and she blamed me and I had nothing to do with their relationship breakup or you know and you were taking a sharp intake of breath I mean she made up lots of conversation created lots of family issues uh, actually drove a car at me once and attacked me in a supermarket and all kinds of things oh because yeah, yeah you know she was really and um, and it was all her own thing that i think she realized that you know she thought she was going to walk out there and it was all going to be please come back to me and he went okay fine you want to go i'm so glad you've gone and then met someone else and she she really couldn't handle it and it's taken her the best part of 20 years to, to work through that and meet okay. someone else. Mm -hmm.
but in the in the midst of it it was pretty for and it and it contributed to our divorce in the end because i just couldn't take a lot of that pressure i had to make a choice and i couldn't live under that sort of pressure or i didn't want my child to live under that sort of pressure no it doesn't yeah it's it it definitely bleeds into your current relationships if there's toxicity still from prior relationships i was going to ask you something that you've taken up sailing yeah tell me about sailing and what really kind of has made you love sailing take it up well it's interesting a part of the divorce process one of those moments where you're grieving for the loss of the relationship was in the fall because we would go sailing um with with family friends and um, I recognize like, oh, this is the time of year we would go up to, to take Cater Island up in the San Juans um, here in the Pacific Northwest. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't get that chance to go sailing anymore. So it, when I met my, um, my current partner, he was telling me how he loved to sail, but he hadn't done it for 20 plus years since moving out to the Northwest. So I was like, oh, I love sailing too. And it brought back those memories. So it was actually a um, common interest that we both longed for, but we weren't really doing anything about. It took us a, a year or so to go like, how important is this to us? And it's actually, it's more important than we realized. So we signed up for a certification course for a week um, back in May and um, to really get comfortable sailing. Um, and he bought a sailboat last October and converted it from a, a little diesel engine to an electric engine. So oh, we're wow. now fully um, off the grid, you could say, for um, powering the sailboat. And it's, it's been magical. Um, it actually brought all of our kids together um, in a way that uh, we had not expected in any way, shape, or form. They're always asking, can we go up to the sailboat? Can we go? Can we go? And um, it was a perfect introduction for them to meet one another and, um, and be on this like neutral territory. Um, it was... It, it's been magical. Wonderful. And would you say that there is a correlation between coaching and sailing? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, that was the dawning moment. I think it was day two of the sailing course. I was like, I thought I was doing it for him. And then I realized, oh, wait, I'm getting certified in this. I get to be the captain of my own life. And I was like, oh, wait, that's totally a coaching term. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, wait a second. And so then it just started this whole creative flow of like, as I mentioned earlier in, in the, the session here with you, is like, you get to be the captain and you get to set your course. And then you also, there's moments where um, the tides of their currents are kind of be pushing you in one direction and you can try and fight those currents. Or you can like choose to let go and let them flow in a, a different direction. And you might need to take a different, you know, stop on a different island um, because that's what the tides and currents are telling you to go do. It doesn't mean your endpoint has to totally change, but you just need to take a breather and go in a different direction because to fight it takes too much energy, especially when you're in a solar um, or an electric boat. It's like you, you don't have the, the gas necessarily to plow through and just, you know, push through those heavy currents. And sometimes you need to just let the currents take you to the, a different spot. And sometimes beautiful things happen. Like we got to see whales or something else that you didn't expect. Mm. So life's like that, you know, life's it, like, it that. Absolutely we, like that. Yeah. 
That yeah. is beautiful. I love those kind of like metaphors of how, you know, how sailing is and how it takes you. And, and yeah, life is definitely like that. It absolutely is. And, you know, sometimes your, your sails are full of air and you're just, be you're just like flying across the waters and sometimes the wind's not there. And, well, okay, maybe you, you pull the sails in or, and you, and you just kind of turn the motor on and you, you kind of putter through it. Um, and it's, so it's just, it's, depending on the environment, you switch and change and you, you make adjustments. Yeah, that's very, very true. And sometimes you just need to go slow. You need to go slow to go get to your destination. And that's beautiful. And there's so much to see if you're slowing down. That's very true. If you had one wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners, um, mm. for people who want to feel empowered, whether they're facing a difficult emotional issue like divorce or parenting or the parenting, or maybe they're just in the middle of their careers. Um, one piece of advice. Um, the, the word emotion is just popping up into my head right now. And it would be allow yourself to feel and not suppress. Um, when you start suppressing those emotions, it actually can manifest in unhealthy ways. So allow yourself to feel and be in tune with what the emotion is trying to tell you because it's such a, just a, um, res like just a rich signal that something is going on in your life. So if you can start paying attention to the emotions and what's triggering it, you can start to recognize where you're in alignment or out of alignment in your life. And that would be probably, yeah, that would, if I could bottom line that is pay attention to your emotions to listen to them because they are just a playbook of what's going on in your life. That is beautiful. Thank you, Taryn. And Taryn, how can people get hold of you if they want to find out more of what you do or work with you? Yeah, I'm um, out on Facebook. Um, if you look for Unlocking Your Potential, and locking is um, based off my last name. So it's U-N-L-A-A-K-I-N-G, Your Potential. Um, so you can find me there. Um, and also my website is similar, www.unlockingyourpotential.com. And um, I offer uh, sample sessions that are complimentary and um, love just reaching, um, connecting with new people and exploring what their dreams are. And sometimes they don't know what their dreams are, but um, that's, that's my role is to help them, their, them find their dreams and visions and unlock their potential. That is absolutely beautiful. Taryn, thank you so much for coming on a little Breathing Space podcast. I've really loved listening to you and hearing your journey and your wisdom. Oh, it's been such a pleasure, Clarissa. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's great. So I hope, listeners, you've enjoyed that. I think we've touched on some really big issues here with Taryn around divorce and co-parenting. And do check out Taryn's Facebook and her website, Unlocking Your Potential. I'll put the links up when I post the podcast up. But until next time, go well. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. 
Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. The is it morning yet deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. 